0: Welcome to Real Everyday People and Eladio Nino Podcast.
1: you be the daily hero or see yourself become the villain? See too many dark nights and like the way you are living. They got me living. Hey, what's up everybody? This is the El Nino Podcast. I'm Eladio Nino and this is Real Everyday People appreciate everybody that been showing love showing support sharing subscribing thank you I appreciate you you know that's the kind of love and support that I need so I can keep it keep it going you know what I'm saying um so this past weekend I had a really good weekend um you know went to the Tigers game with the family uh of course they won the game so you know that made it that much better but uh you know it's always a good time spending quality time with the family man but um you know everything's been good a lot of positive things good opportunities coming along my way uh, a couple events we got coming up we got an expungement fair October 15th from 11 to 3 o'clock take advantage of the opportunity come through at twelve eleven, Trumbull at the DHDC and see what you got man you got some felonies you got some um, misdemeanors you want to get rid of man we gonna we, we gonna help you out take care of that and then uh, we got another event coming up but we are gonna talk about it later but uh, it's October 23rd we got a barber battle coming up at the DH dc so we got a lot of good stuff coming up man so just stay tuned but you know today we ain't here to talk about all that we here to b- talk about with my man uh dave McCullough, special guest what's up what with up you, though buddy? what up though my man so uh you know i've had the uh, privilege of uh befriending uh, uh dave through the dhdc i swear man i met so many people and built so many bridges through the dhdc man they have created so much opportunity for me man and i'm so blessed and and to be sitting here with you bro it's just just knowing you has been an experience in itself bro i've, I've grown a lot i've learned a lot and uh you know I, I admire you and i can't wait for the people to get to hear from you and get to know you a little bit better and know who you are and what you about man because so. you are a brilliant brother man you got a lot of knowledge man to share with these people. <laughs> i man. appreciate that man yeah so tell me a little bit about who you are where you from what
2: it is and what it ain't well ask me something man. ask me something specific where i'm from i'm from detroit i'm from
1: what part mile. of detroit eight okay. mile
2: east eight mile uh down by between ryan and Mound. uh born and raised went to detroit schools
1: uh what kind of student you? were you did you play sports or? i was not a good student
0: <laughs> <laughs> i
2: tell you that i i didn't I, I had this conversation with my mom often like i didn't. I told her today, I said high school, specifically high school, man, I I don't even know how I made it through. I I just barely did enough to make it through. Did you
1: graduate? Yeah. Okay. Where'd yeah, you graduate sure. from? Saint Martin de Porres. Okay. Yeah. Good for yeah. you, man. And you're speaking of your mother, man, your mother is a <laughs> wonderful woman man i appreciate know? that yeah yeah definitely man she's very kind and uh you know she was monitoring me she was like boy you must be tagged because you over there <laughs> snoring like a bug and we're gonna talk a little bit about that too you yeah. know but i was like oh man she's so cool man yeah yeah so
2: born and raised detroit family from detroit i mean did you grow
1: um, up with both your parents absolutely both okay. my parents
2: in the household uh um, did you have any siblings sister I have okay. a sister, older sister, same thing, Detroit schools, Cass Tech, graduate, you know, now she lives in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, author of a couple books. Wow, okay. Um, have you
1: wrote a book yet?
2: We, we're we in a process. We've been I in a process for a couple years, and I'm glad that I've taken more time on that process to allow my journey to unfold a little more Okay. To, to, so that it can add more value to when it comes out for people. Mm-hmm. but uh yeah man my childhood I, I had a really good childhood a lot of a lot of people can't really say that and i'm fortunate enough to be able to say that but the thing is during that time in the, the 80s like around me everybody was kind of having pretty decent childhoods for the most part it wasn't too much madness mm-hmm. going on even though when you hear the word detroit people just thought like there's this drive bys on every violent, street or something drugs. like that like, no, 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 I grew up in and I wouldn't even say is it, it was I guess you can say it was middle class but middle class back then meant I mean you had a, a brick home and maybe we had three bedrooms and one bathroom you know just normal, normal what kind stuff. of what
1: kind of work was your mother and father into how were they able my, to provide? my mom
2: my mom worked for Detroit Edison okay light company and then my dad worked for a gym
1: so you had two working parents who yep. worked for two good companies yep. and they were able to provide, you know, a pretty good life for you, yeah. man. Safety. Mm-hmm. Safety is what it's
2: about. And okay. the, the life that they provided for me because the thing is a lot of people think a good life is means that you were given everything. You know, and that mm-hmm. that that ruins you. There's still a certain level of uncertainty that you need growing up. You need uncertainty and you need certainty. That's where the safety comes in. So you do need a certain level of safety, but you need a certain level of unsafety. So with the with the uncertainty, is that to build security? The uncertainty is to to build resiliency. Okay. When you when you when and, and when I mean uncertainty, I don't mean that I don't know if I'm gonna get shot walking around the, the block. Right. Okay. That's, that's, cause that's there, the uncertainty there, I grew up no, with. No, there, there's extremes. Okay. There's extremes. That's an extreme.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, so when you have that extreme, there's a certain level of protection, that internal protection that you have to, to live at. You know, mm-hmm. a certain level of survival. So if the environment is too hard, then that's not good either. Mm-hmm. So if you have too hard or too soft can produce, you know, a specific outcome. And you want a mixture of both, but you want mm-hmm. you want that hardness to come from hard task, not lack of safety. Somebody trying okay. to kill me, somebody somebody shoot me, somebody trying to rob me. Mm-hmm. That's primal stuff that's about again, danger. Real danger.
1: Mm-hmm. You
2: know, so I didn't now if you go a couple of streets up in my neighborhood now. <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> like like being some real danger. That may, you may be in some real mm-hmm. danger. Uh, you know, my mom and dad, they grew up. So did you stay away
1: from them blocks?
2: Yeah, or? we didn't go. We didn't go around there because on my street, mm-hmm. you know, on
1: my streets that we grew up on, you know, we stayed there. We so you were smart enough to stay away from it. Where a lot of people, they gravitate towards it, even if they know it's dangerous over there. What is it that you think that people like that they love to engage in the mud in the in the in the trenches? You know what I'm saying? That uh, because
2: that's what's happening in the house in their homes okay so they you know there's something unsettled there so they go searching for something you know my mm-hmm. my home was settled so i i knew what to expect every time i came home from school and a lot of people don't
1: mm-hmm. don't Man, get to live that way that's a blessing bro, so when you real.
2: don't get to live that way right when you don't li- get to live with that level of certainty coming home and you need it in, you need it in you need it in one at least one place because this is what happens. Typically, we're only in two places when we grow up. Where are we at? Home or school? Yep. If you got uncertainty at home and uncertainty at school, there's a huge issue, mm-hmm. right? Because you don't have any place to regulate, go home, and to relax from what you just were involved in, right? Mm-hmm. And and oftentimes that's why school will end up being a safe haven for the kids is because home is crazy right Mm -hmm. home is out of balance i think the dhdc is a safe place for um a lot of kids because maybe home may not be as safe and then too when we talk about safety in home again we're not talking about danger maybe you know somebody's trying to kill you in your home Mm -hmm. it's we're talking about the emotional safety at that point so there's degrees to it all
1: because you do have a lot of kids who come from homes where there's multiple children you know what i'm saying sometimes three to five kids is plenty mm-hmm. in one house and you really don't get no rest no matter where you're at in, on a totem pole whether you're the youngest or the oldest mm-hmm. there's some type of you know strife you know what i'm saying that mm-hmm. you're dealing with and then not only that but the environment you know a lot of parents like 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 your parents you know who worked a lot um, sometimes they have to sacrifice the privilege of raising their own kids just to provide for them. Mm -hmm. So then the kids are seeking guidance from streets, music, Mm -hmm. TV, neighbors, you know what I'm saying? Somewhere Mm -hmm. else. And then they get misguided. Not so much that it's the parents fault because you know, it's like, it's like you're choosing the lesser of two evils. It's like, you know, you are just wanting to do your best, Mm -hmm. but you, but you making sacrifices as well, because now somebody else has to influence your kids. Yeah. And, you know, I was always taught that if you don't know what to do with your life, somebody else will. And then you become a part of somebody else's plan.
2: So then that still comes down to the parents, even a single parent household. You got to know what you're going to do with your life and what you're doing with your kids life. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't have that vision, then like you said, somebody else going to have the vision for you.
1: And we yeah. grew up in an era where our parents was like, don't do as I do, do, do as, as I, I say. say. And we yeah. weren't allowed to talk back and ask questions like today. Today's generations, they ask all kinds of questions. Yeah, right. They need answers. They ain't having it. You know, they yeah. need an explanation. You know <laughs> yes. Yeah.
2: And, and, and honestly,
1: and it's good par- par- partially good, mm-hmm.
2: you know, I think it's partially good. You know, I think it's, there's an over sharing that can take place where I agree you, you're a child. That's not something that mm-hmm. you need to know certain things you don't need to know at a certain age because you, you still your mind is still developing and you don't want to mm-hmm. take away that innocence. And, and then again, throw them in lack of safety early on, you mm-hmm. know, so I've I just
1: I've just seen so many <laughs> historical changes, you know, through this generation wanting to know the truth of things. You know, is that what they want to know? Do they want to know the truth of things? I don't think they want to know the truth of things. I mean, I believe they do. Why? I mean, for instance, when you when we were going through all that, um, you know, just rioting and protesting, mm-hmm. and you know, they were pulling statues down and just replacing names and places and things that reflected, you know, a history of, you know, slavery and justice, all them types Man, of a things. Lot,
2: a lot of that stuff is just projection. People are just going out and projecting their internal pain and, and that's and that's it. so you tore the stat- statues down, but you still don't sleep at night so what, <laughs> so what did you do? Yeah, you just projected that outwardly you know mm-hmm. but there was no internal shift there was no internal change. I'm all for you having freedom of speech and going to move and, and, and assimilate and march and do those things but I'm like this what's the outcome?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: what happened after you did that? What, what is the, what, what is the, the results, what yeah. is the quantitative outcome? Where's the data that you're doing this, did this, mm-hmm. but if you went and did that, but you still are mentally, emotionally in anguish, then you just want to try to do something external to take care of something internal and it, it don't last long, you know, mm-hmm. thus I'm all about doing the internal work. Like if you go, if you gonna be mad about something, then go change the internal suffering that you're dealing with. Go get to the root. Mm-hmm. Not well, it, it's the statues, and I'm not saying that they don't need to be taken down. Mm-hmm. But really, is 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 that what is that what's blocking you from moving forward in your life?
1: So I don't know. I guess you know, for people, uh, it's living purposeful because they're standing up a, against something that's greater than them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I just think it's honorable to, you know, it's, I I used to know people who would fight for me before they would fight for themselves. And, you know, a lot of these people may be people like that who may not even stand up for their own rights, but will stand up for the rights of others, you know? And for a long time, I heard a lot of people bashing white people that it's a white system and it's white this and everything's whitewashed. But... I was in prison and I'm watching TV and I'm watching all this protesting and I'm like, there's more white people out here protesting for black rights and you know what I'm saying and everything. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you can't put a color on, on, on advocacy. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. I had a, I had a white mentor when I was in my early Mm twenties. I lived with a white family for about three, four months, which was eye opening for me. Um, and seeing how the dynamics in that family, um, but I also lived with a, another black family for like three or four months and saw the dynamics of that another healthy version of that too. So it
1: reminds me of that show. Remember that show when they swap wives? Yeah, wife swap. Yeah, yeah and yeah. they would go live in each other's houses. Yeah. So I, I, when, <laughs> I, when I when
2: I was when I was twenty one, I moved to South Florida and I lived there for about six years. And my first year, I was just I was bouncing around, man. So I was I I lived with. Uh, a pastor who had a family, then I went and moved in with the bishop who had a family and they were they became my family you know and, mm-hmm. and I was being mentored by them so that's that's one of those things I know we kind of like talking about family and 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 growing up and things of that nature you know one thing that having my parents in my life uh did for me is that afterwards I still sought out more parents. <laughs> Okay. I still sought out for people to parent me as as I moved on because when you when I'm 1920 i don't even though i'm 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 considered pretty bright at that time 1920 i still I still don't know anything you know and i I mm-hmm. need guidance i need I need to see other men move in a manly way mm-hmm. but in a way that 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 has emotional intelligence in there too. Mm -hmm. that's a part of my journey is is being with these people who are men who have standards who have character you know Mm -hmm. and um that's 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 what helped me kind of like early on
1: and that's crazy because you know we me i looked for guidance in male figures so i looked up to uncles older cousins but it wasn't to seek those types of things it was Mm -hmm. seeking a way to be a provider, seeking a way to be strong, seeking a way to be brave, you know mm. what I'm saying? Um, you know, I had learned about, you know, trust and integrity and, you know, all that stuff later on in life. But I just, you know, being raised by a single mother, mm. you know, I'm the first born of three sons raised by a single mom. And, um, you know, I was just looking for you know a male figure to look up Mm. to that could give me an idea of what i was supposed to be yeah you know what i'm saying yeah
2: no that's a different that's a different uh when you grow up and you don't have that consistent like for me like i couldn't even imagine not having my dad as someone because we think that we learn through somebody bringing out a board and you start writing on the board and that's how you learn that's not how you learn you learn through mirroring we Mm. mirror each other Mm. i'm mirroring your 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 actions, you know, mm-hmm. I'm mirroring your energy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so I was able to have someone that I was able to mirror a strong male figure. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about a strong black male figure. My dad is like mm-hmm. my dad woke. <laughs> He's been like that. Like some of the stuff. Some of them are like I've been sitting here talking to your dad. My dad's sitting there blowing people's minds. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, that's that's what I grew up with seeing that i can tell when he, i had conversations with you you'd be blowing my mind be like <laughs> man like he got final call papers i don't know if you know final call you yeah, know the, the final nation, call. Nation yeah, to islam the i mean yes. you know he's and and it wasn't just him like even my, my my friend who i grew up with his dad had they they were they were young black men trying to find their way you know mm-hmm. and they needed strong so farrakhan and and, and those type of figures was the figures to, you know, look up a to un- and understand. Like, what people think about that system, the Nation of Islam, they can think whatever they want to think about it. But that is a system that cleans people up. Mm-hmm. I don't hear stuff bad about the Nation of Islam.
1: You're right. You're right. Because they're, tight, they're that a tight-knit system. It is, don't,
2: they got stuff in there. Trust mm-hmm. me. <laughs> Every organization got stuff. We all do. But, but they're transforming they're transforming people and giving people a sense of purpose and giving people the the ability to tap back into their inter- internal powers and so that's really that's really all that I do now mm-hmm. i do the same thing just a a different systematic method and a different philosophy and understanding of how i'm trying to get the outcomes for people but but that those those things is very necessary that most people would not think about. And the and the role of the man has been totally diminished. And it's like the father is like the way that they portray fathers on TV is like they're just buffoons. You know, go back to Al Bundy, you know, <laughs> just, a, just a buffoon, yeah. right? Go to Homer Simpson, mm-hmm. right? Black man, we don't need to see that. We need to see characters that are strong but at the same time can be nurturing because people think that you you, you can't be strong and nurt- nurturing at the same time it's just like what
1: yeah because like it it's like being a good person with somebody soft if you was a good person if you was friendly if you was giving you know you we live in a community that was predatorial mm, people yeah. were preying on you in any and every form so if you showed acts of kindness or you have a good heart they first thing they think is, "Oh, he's soft." Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's like, you know, how do you get to that point? You know, where somebody can't even be kind to you. You know what I'm saying? And you appreciate that because you're on defense.
2: Because you're on—that's what it is. You're on defense. People think there's it.
1: always an angle, yeah. or I mean,
2: and and and, and so again, that's the environment we kind of like grew up in, where you where you know, like, eh, I shouldn't trust everybody, right? Like. And and that 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 helps you later on too, though, you know. Look at Jay Z and Fifty, or the mm-hmm. rappers who've made it more to that higher level. They mm-hmm. going into boardrooms with white men. Mm-hmm. Fifty ain't changing his voice. Mm-hmm. He ain't going there like, well, you know, well, well you gonna give me this deal? He no. He going there and that's Fifty.
1: Mm-hmm. Jay
2: Z going there as Jay Z because those conditions. If they can survive those conditions, they like yo. I'll go out there like. And but they but they realized that those conditions was nothing compared to corporate america and how much of the sharks they are over in that absolutely section, in that section, absolutely right? but but again we're saying all to say about the resiliency the problem is our situations was too hard so now you come out and you exhausted before you even get in the game <laughs> by the time you get in your your, your adult life now nah, i'm dealing with anxiety i'm dealing with depression i'm dealing with all these different things because you know what Like, the game didn't smack you in the face Mm -hmm. and you didn't have the resiliency or you were so strong, you were so hard, all it took was one more thing to to, to hit
1: you and break you. Mm -hmm. You can only be hard for so long. Did your father, did he teach you about like, men shouldn't cry or did he tell you it was okay for men to cry? Uh, What what are some of the lessons Mm -hmm. that he taught you younger that still apply to your life today for both your mother and your father? Okay, first,
2: I don't, he's never told me don't cry uh i've never heard that Mm -hmm. you know from him i've never seen him cry in my younger years i don't believe but it was never vocalized don't don't cry and i remember crying as a kid but i don't i don't know i don't remember being like suffocated you know some people are the, the, those emotions are suppressed. Like, stop that!
1: Yeah. Why are you crying? Like, yeah. no, nah, you're was, a boy. You ain't supposed no, to. No, 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 no. Even if you hurt yourself, ah, don't worry about it. You'll be okay. Mm, I just no. Sprained
2: my ankle. You know no. what I mean? Um, I just fractured my. And I didn't. I didn't. Again, I didn't cry much anyway. But, but too I mean, I saw figures like Michael Jordan when Michael Jordan for, won his first championship. He was over there bawling like a baby. Mm-hmm. That that dude right there. That was my idol. Mm-hmm. So I saw him doing that. I was cool with it. You know? Now, that don't mean I'm going to go down the street, walk down the street crying. And like, <laughs> when we talk about emotion, right? That don't mean you're supposed to wear your emotion on your sleeve, mm-hmm. right? That don't mean you're supposed to be crying everywhere you go. There's mm-hmm. time and place for everything. When you're in the comfort of your own home, own home and it's safe there, that's when you can be emotionally vulnerable. But the problem is when you're emotionally vulnerable and then the parent is squashing that that vulnerability
1: Mm -hmm. so now
2: you don't know how to express your emotions so you come out here and anytime you are mad you passive aggressive about everything
1: you don't even know how to speak yeah no doubt about it and then people judge you for it like i said Mm -hmm. you know you could become emotional for whatever reason it may be and people stereotype you and say oh that guy's soft you know, exactly. So when you growing up in a residential jungle, and then you go to a a, a a concrete jungle, you know your all your emotions are always suppressed because to you it's like you just you know you have to have that rough exterior on you at all times. And they don't
2: even want the rough exterior. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants the rough exterior because if you wanted it, then what you leaving the hood for? What are you making the money to leave the hood for?
1: If mm-hmm. you if you want to live like that and it's a lot of people who make the money and don't even leave the hood who you know a, a lot of people and they dead
2: yeah or because 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 you know. that environment that environment and as you see all these rappers keep dying mm-hmm. because you keep thinking that people like you for being successful people don't like you for being successful <laughs> <laughs> especially that, like, when you're in a community of people who, who are not, not successful. successful or who are not considered successful mm-hmm. because this is an idea of what success is first of mm-hmm. all it's not my you know what my idea of success is you being able to sleep at night like get into deep sleep and wake mm-hmm. resting that's success you know what that means your body repaired itself that night mm-hmm. how are you successful when your body don't even repair itself yeah no you're not in touch with yourself you, you you're walking dead you're a zombie you don't even know
1: who you are. And that's what society does to you today. It makes you work overtime, two, three jobs and hustle. And when you get done with that, there's some more to do and then everything to fill. You know what I'm saying? And that's just to be able to survive and get get by in today's society, you know? And and mm-hmm. uh, and again, you're making a sacrifice. It's at the expense of your own well-being. It's at the expense of your own health sometimes, you know, that's just, from, that's just from, to keep that's up from, with
2: that's from hood to billionaires it don't matter mm-hmm. people 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 will cause their own suffering i don't care what environment you're in
1: i'll tell you what i'd rather have money problems than broke problems though <laughs> you know what i'm saying because um especially if you're taking care of
2: your mental emotional problems first mm-hmm. absolutely. Then, then those money problems aren't even problems and, they're situations and, and they're good situations yep, to have Yup. right yeah it, that tax bill mm-hmm. that's a good situation to have but it's a bad situation if you want to spend your mo- your money emotionally on bad purchases. Now you can't pay your taxes mm-hmm. or oh, money, more
1: problems. No, you just didn't know how to take care of your real problems. But nobody's really taught to think about the future. When you come to from a community that nobody plans to even be alive tomorrow, I don't even know if I'm going to be alive tomorrow. So whatever I got today, I'm going to live it up for today. When, you know, I was never, um, you know, educated, um, you know, to economy finances i was never responsible because you know i never thought about the future i never Mm -hmm. prepared for the future we didn't value education only thing we value was survival by all means necessary only the strong survive get it how you live you know what i mean
2: bro that that sound like the same community that but but that that's the same narrative of the community but when you start looking at it looking at the numbers That ain't everybody. Mm -hmm. Just certain people got attached to that because they thought that was their way out of their pain. And once they go down that journey and down that road and they see that the pain is still there when the money came, then it's Mm -hmm. really misery Mm -hmm. because you're still suffering internally. And you thought that all these things, whether it was going to be money, cars, women, because really everything we're doing is trying to change how we feel. Mm -hmm. and and some people become more
1: self-destructive
2: with money oh yeah because like i like i told you off camera people 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 gonna only be that's only gonna amplify who you are Mm -hmm. is the money you know vital Mm -hmm. lottery winners they go broke after five years over 50 60 percent go broke they lose all the money it's the same thing when you saw athletes getting money now it's a different it's a different ball game you know my podcast is on earn your leisure network Earning Leisure is the number one financial podcast by two black brothers by the name of Troy and Rashad. they my dudes. Okay, I was in Atlanta. It was over 15,000 people there for, for money, understanding finance. And we're going to do the same thing with, I want to call it mental health, but I'm going to do it the same thing with self-mastery, being able to master yourself mm-hmm. because money is just a part of that, that self-mastery. The mm-hmm. problem is we got it at the top of the pyramid. So if you go back and you say, oh, I, had, I was I grew up with two parents in a household. Right. I had a certain level of safety, but I had a certain level of, of uncertainty as well. I had a strong dad. I had a strong mom. Mm-hmm. But but they allowed me to fail. They allowed me to fail in safe environments. Sports allows you to fail in a safe environment.
1: But sometimes a lot of our parents didn't know better either. You know what I'm saying? No, they don't. All they were doing was passing on the same ignorance that they would grew up with. You know what I mean like when I went when I first went to prison and I started learning about all these different religious groups you know I had asked my mom like mom why did you raise me as a Catholic you know mm-hmm. and because I started doing a little bit of historical research and mm-hmm. about where Catholicism came from and this that mm-hmm. and the other. and them boys they was brutal you know what I'm saying so I asked my mother <laughs> I was like mom why'd you raise me as a Catholic she was like I don't know mijo you know my mom and dad raised me as a <laughs> no. Catholic so there was no really yeah. no aim or no real yeah. purpose it was yeah. just about that's what they taught me this is what i'm teaching you whether it's right or wrong you know what i'm saying this is this is what we know
2: right well that so that 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 goes in talking about a good uh a good segue is is about um programming and that's again that's what that's the conversation we talked about my childhood right so we're talking about how i was programmed Mm -hmm. you're talking about how you were programmed yup absolutely so let's talk to the people you really understand that, as my mom would say, first step is to understand that you've been programmed. Mm-hmm. The second step is who programmed you? Absolutely. And the third one is, well, what did they program you with? Mm-hmm. This is the matrix. Mm-hmm. It's all the matrix. I don't care where you grew up at, how hard your situation was, there was programming that take place, and the only person going to get you out of that, guess who it is? You. 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 Anybody else you got to reprogram you. yourself. Ain't nobody going to pro- come in. Come in did, did Morpheus pull Neil out of the Matrix? <laughs> he said, here's a pill. Here's two of them. Mm-hmm. You choose. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can tell you, but you got to see it for yourself, which which way you want to go. Mm-hmm. And that's always the hard part. Because once you, once you take the red pill, you have to lose victimization. You might have been victimized, and mm-hmm. probably yet. Yeah, Probably some bad things happened to
1: you, but who's going to get you out of it? Yeah, it's you. It's you. It's you. I got myself into prison. I had to get myself out and, you know, I had to think about what kind of person, what kind of man did I want to be coming home? You know, did I want to continuously be you know part of the problem Did I want to be part of the solution did I want to be an asset Mm. or did I want to be a burden to my family do I want to continue suffering and putting myself through suffering you know or do I want to live a peaceful life at what point did you realize you were creating your own suffering Um, I was in the hole And uh, I had got caught with a knife. They put me in a hole for a couple months. They came by with the library books and I pulled out a uh, Buddhist book. Mm. And one of the things that it talked about is how humans are the number one cause of their own grief through attachment Mm. and how they are attached to everything, whether it's people, places, things, emotions, ideas, you know, opinions, all that type of stuff. People are attached to it and they suffer from it. You know what I'm saying? And I started to realize that so many things that I do, the way I reacted, the way that I conducted myself, you know, I became a puppet. You know a puppet to the gang mm. a puppet too well he's she said this and he said that and he called me a bitch or he said i was soft so i gotta respond this way and that way and i said damn i'm just really a puppet because anybody can say or do anything to me and control my emotions control my actions control my thoughts and i never wanted to relinquish that kind of power in anybody i wanted to have you know what i'm saying self-control i wanted to have power i wanted to have dignity i wanted to have true pride. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And I wanted to have control, you know, over my own life. So I started to, um, do the internal work, doing Mm -hmm. the research. I said, okay, I gotta go all the way back to childhood. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Make peace with him Mm -hmm. and then build myself up. So I got a second chance at life. What do I want to do? What is it that I want to reflect? I want peace. I want love. I want unconditional love. Mm. I want respect. I want, you know, I want a nice house. I want to live good. You know, I want Mm. to be able to trust the people who are around me, you know? So I started changing the conversations, changing the circles of people. I was with changing the activities, Mm. changing the music changing the TV channels, Mm. you know? I started watching and being mindful of what I was allowing into my life and pouring into my mind and Mm. feeding into my brain, you know what I mean? And I started to rebuild myself with higher standards. You know and you know defining what integrity is what empathy is what Mm -hmm. sympathy is you know just Mm -hmm. you know all that type of stuff and and i really started to invest in my own well-being bro and i started to really like myself and i started to really respect myself because i was disciplined enough focused enough and educated enough to take that risk and go against you know uh you know where everybody expected me to be Mm -hmm. or wanted me to be because them brothers didn't want me to lead a gang they wanted me to stay why because i was an asset you know what Mm. i'm saying the streets didn't want me to leave why because i was an asset i had work i was a hustler i didn't change nothing i still have them same skills i'm just applying them to a whole different path
2: right you know what i'm saying and and we had we've had two different upbringing upbringings Mm -hmm. and through that description you was in jail for how long 17 years 17 years i ain't never been fingerprinted i ain't never been cuffed Mm -hmm. ever that's dope but but guess what i still had to go down the same journey you had to go through to find my own self Mm -hmm. and that it don't matter that's crazy it don't matter what your situation your conditions are if you grew up in a mansion you still got to do the inner work
1: to get to who you really are because Mm -hmm. it's still programming involved that you don't know who you really are Mm -hmm. and what you identify with and what's and what you are defined by
0: People, moment, places, and things. The moment
2: you came through the moon, you start being programmed. Mm-hmm. You know? And and I wanted to, and that's again, that's that coming out of the matrix where you have to start questioning who you are, you know, and and what are your gifts, what are your talents. That's something that I that I picked up, you know, um from one of the mentors who was uh influential in my life is like he just pointed out, he's like, You're a communicator. I was like, yeah. I felt really good about hearing that. I'm a communicator, <laughs> and then I started believing that shit. You know, mm-hmm. and then I started acting. You know, and he like "Man, you're good. You do this and you do that." So it's just like discovering self. Mm-hmm. Knowing thyself is like super powerful, but that's not that's not really. um I won't say that's not publicized, but that's not promoted. Is all all this noise takes you away from you, mm-hmm. and when this noise takes you away from you, then that's you. You've g- given your power over. That's what you were talking about. Yeah, like Yo. like people people controlling and, and and we thought we grew we grew up and we were calling things weak when those people who were saying those things were the weak ones. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You you not you don't have the ability to cry. You're weak. Mm -hmm. you don't have the ability for emotion to pass through you because emotion has to come in and out Mm -hmm. absorb and eliminate to have that liberty that peace that confidence it's it's not freedom from emotion it's freedom of emotion Mm -hmm. it's the freedom to express emotion absolutely not the freedom like oh, because people thought people thought that since they you know they deal when we talk about inception at some point but people thought that since they come in to my facility or because i do the work that i do that i'm I'm free of emotions like i don't have emotion like we're not we're not turning people into robots mm-hmm. you know the, the emotion is the life there's no life without emotion
1: mm-hmm. no definitely if you could not experience it's just any what emotion emotions.
2: other than one that's where depression comes in at. Look that's at where people, suicide comes in Look at in
1: people at. who wake up every day and they're just angry, upset, sad, depressed, frustrated. Because they're emotionally Those are the only emotions they, they can identify with. Well, that's emotional not constipation. Not love, not nurturing, not joy, not mm-hmm. gratitude, you know, happiness, you know, all that type of stuff.
2: Well, Jason calls it emotional car- incarceration. I call it emotional constipation. <laughs> You're blocked. Mm-hmm. You're blocked mentally, emotionally, and, and, and two, you've, you're a zombie. You've been, you've been reduced to this a human animal, but you're a mm-hmm. spirit living in flesh, mm-hmm. but that spirit doesn't real have real access because of the poor programming and the trauma
1: that you've experienced in your life, you know? And people are looking for flesh-like solutions to heal internal trauma, Absolutely, you can't put that
2: down as a quote. Yeah,
1: say it yeah. again. Say it again. You, <laughs> <laughs> what's you say People saying? People are looking for flesh-like solutions to heal internal trauma.
2: That's how it always been. You can't. You can't. Let look. me. Let me ask you. What you think branding is about? think the word branding is we Mm -hmm. use the word branding and for a minute everybody thought branding was creating a logo or website branding is the emotional connection that you have to a company's product or service apple Mm -hmm. they did a study with apple that apple users they feel that having an apple phone and using apple phone they feel superior than android users like mentally, emotionally,
1: definitely they do for real. People look at me, oh, you got an Android, I got an Apple. I'm like, so what does that mean? Yeah, but 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 again,
2: th- look at the conditioning of Apple, and I, and when I'm saying brands, I'm not saying that as bad or good. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's either. Mm-hmm. It just is what it is. Branding is a form of programming, right? That's why uh, that's why a documentary like Supersize Me can come out on Netflix. And show you all the, the horrors of McDonald's food. But when I drive down the street, there's a line out down, down at mm-hmm. McDonald's. I didn't change anything. Everybody thought that Nipsey, because this was this conspiracy that, oh, they killed Nipsey because Dr. Sebi was coming out with a documentary that was on Expose uh eating meat and people were gonna go vegan and stuff. I said, Y'all know how programming works just Mm -hmm. because dr Sabi was gonna come out with a documentary was gonna change nothing do you know how much information is out there that's been telling you the right way to go and you still don't do it Mm -hmm. they put they put don't smoke these cigarettes it cause cancer on a pack of cigarettes that ain't stopping you from people people are conditioned to do what's easy and what's familiar man that's the conditioning that's what they people don't understand that it's the conditioning Mm -hmm. that was the matrix dr bruce lipton called the matrix a documentary Mm-hmm. It's not a movie. it's a documentary to understand programming and that's why when I see people when they do what they do, because I've looked at the brain before on on screen and being able to look at images of, of let's say a digital image of how the brain is responding, even after traumatic events, even if the event happened 20 years ago, the brain is still responding in that because the brain has not found resolution and a way to regulate back to normalcy. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. That's a verse in the Bible. Mm-hmm. This is what Jesus said when he was on the cross. That That's just a, a understanding that the programming is so strong that it, it don't matter, man, if the, if the knowledge is out there. That don't matter. You know how much... You know how much information right now is at our fingertips and people still stupid? (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Why, why,
2: why, why? Because once you're so enmeshed and so ingrained, once that pattern is so ingrained in your neural pathway, neurons that fire together wire together. The Mm. more you fire that pattern, the more that pattern is not just in your brain. That pattern is all throughout your body Mm. And, and, and it's through you.
1: So now that you mentioned all the neutrons and and all that. (laughs) Neutrons. You know, and and, and all the (laughs) scientifical, you know, terminology that I can't uh, pronounce. uh, Man, tell them what Inception is. Break it down for them. Me and my wife went to Farmington Hills. I had to see firsthand. Uh, now we got it at DHDC, mm-hmm. and I'm going to let you take it from there and let them know what it is, what it ain't, what does it do, what's it for, from the red light therapy to the floating thing to the, you know, to so the let's, chairs, let's, the let's, copper wires, everything.
2: Let's do a grand overview of Inception. Inception is the first mental health gym that that I created. Um, but first I created a company called Neuro Fitness Center with my dad in 2007, and that was based on my my anxiety and panic that i had at that time um in depression and insomnia and people always ask me you know what happened to you and it's like life life happens to you you know think go write down you said earlier you went and wrote down all the stuff that happened to you let everybody go write down everything that happened to you don't <clears throat> judge don't judge it small or big just write it down I don't care if your sister smacked you in front of your mom and y'all were just playing. If you if that felt traumatizing to you, then you write it down. Right. Go back and look at all that. So all those events that take, took place. Right. Where, where did that happen? Where did, where did that take place? That took place in your body. So after you experienced those events. Where are they now? If you did not discharge that out of your body, those traumatic events or those stressful moments, they're still in there. You have a fascial net that runs from your feet all the way to your head. It's the connective tissue that intertwine between every organ in your body. And we know now that it that it holds emotion. That's stored in you. We say the issues are in the tissues.
1: <coughs> so okay. when I'm 27,
2: well, my my tissues was overfilled. My mm. tissues were overfilled with emotion. And I needed to and to the point where I started throwing up yeah. because they that stuck you know i had a I had a bad I was in a car accident, then I had a bad fall from playing basketball, and now I can look and see the holistic approach and the holistic understanding of the body that everything that happens to you again it's on all different levels. it's not just one level. So as I talk about mental health, I don't talk about mental health just from the mind. People always talk about mental health. They want to think about the mind. Or what am I what am I thinking? What are you breathing? <laughs> yeah. What are you eating? <clears throat> yep. What are you smelling? Like you, you, pizza. you can have you can have your mental health could be altered just from you got mold in the basement.
1: Yeah. Damn.
2: Mold spores. Hmm. So when I when I when I took the approach to my health i took it from starting off i was went down this western mindset approach of going at the symptoms i got anxiety i got panic attacks i need to get rid of these things right Mm -hmm. these symptoms it don't work like that (laughs) it don't work like that Mm -hmm. but i started my company neurofitness center i use this technology i alluded to the brain training the brain maps that i use to look at the brains and i i use this technology out of scottsdale arizona and i brought that technology back to michigan my dad me and my dad we started we worked with clients for about seven eight years i kept on my journey that that technology helped me reduce anxiety by about 50 percent just in like one session you've experienced it you
1: experienced it so i did i um, did and and i loved it and i can't wait to go back again
2: so i went through this whole journey and and, but but you know okay my anxiety reduces by 50 percent, but it's still 50 percent more right so what do i do with that i thought that technology i had was going to cure me because i'm still having this western understanding and ideas about health and our understanding about health is totally erroneous because we're after symptoms symptoms make for a good financial gain because psh, man that's like hacking at every leaf out on a tree mm-hmm. versus going to the root and just cutting the that's like what the guy said. You know, I want you to do my my leaves, and he came mm-hmm. by and picked one up every day. <laughs> like, when when are you gonna get to the root of the
1: matter? Yeah, yeah. You know, we don't definitely. go
2: at the roots in our country. We don't go yeah. at the root problems. Everything
1: is just about really getting through the day, man. You know what I'm saying? And you know, people substitute with many different things. You know, smoking, drinking, uh, pills. So let's like let's the, let's
2: talk drugs, about let's talk uh, about that. Let's let's talk about that, but let's continue talking too.
1: Exercising, people just exercise like crazy. When I was in prison, people were so stressed out, angry, they would just work out. But still, you're not getting to the root of the problem. You're You're just getting through the day. You're trying
2: to dissipate energy, and you're trying to regulate your system. Everything I'm talking about, everything that we do at Inception, is just a more resourceful way of doing what you're already doing. What does red light therapy do? Why, why are you stuck on red light therapy? I heard I you say it. that more. <laughs> like red light good. therapy. I'm like, that's like the like least bit of stuff that we use, but.
1: It made re- me feel good. I red felt light, light like therapy, red light therapy. I felt like a plant. I was red up light,
2: under there. It uses a spectrum of light. Um, and that spectrum of light produces a, a, a specific hormetic response to your body where your body will, one, inflammation. It's an inflammation reduction, which is huge. Inflammation is like one of the causes of, like, damn near all uh cardiovascular situations all autoimmune all that is like inflammatory
1: so the instructor the lady who was working there the day me and my wife went you know when we went to the To the red light therapy she was like you know the more skin that it touches you know what i'm saying that the more effective it's gonna be so yeah you you know i I was in there in my drawers i wanted to feel the full (laughs) impact you know what i mean well and it got the blood flowing everywhere you hear me (laughs) everywhere i came home it was like baby is you ready (laughs) because the blood is flowing baby And do, uh, I said we ought to do that once a month and that, See that that's, nah, Look see,
2: got nah, my feet nah, look I'm nah, over nah, here with look. my feet like, kicking yeah. his feet now I'm like why you, so, why you keep going to red light therapy Oh nah, no I know okay I'm just so saying it was just good so for you, me this, Just so you know if you shine it on your balls And your testicles it does increase Testosterone well, Shine that's a, away baby <laughs> that, you shine that's, away. You gotta get, So I got one at my house I like anyway. to meet my
1: maximum potential
2: <laughs> So So going back to like using these therapies, we're we're trying to offset what's happening to Mm -hmm. us in in our environments. Mm -hmm. So when you go look at how the America is set up and how we use uh, consumerism, we use consumerism as a as a way to try to 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 solve our mental, emotional issues. Mm -hmm. Poorly, poorly bad way of doing it, because if you have one drink, you know. The next day, your nervous system is going to be back out of balance. And guess what? You're going to go try to use it again. And then it has a diminishing
1: return. Mm-hmm. Like people say, if you got a hangover, just drink another beer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so the diminished return of you trying to deal with your anxiety or you trying to deal with your depression, but you you eating it, sexing it, purchasing it, whatever, you, whatever way that you're trying to modulate your system, mm-hmm. it has a diminished return to it because you're not getting to the root issue. Mm -hmm. So the root issue that we talk about is the trauma. So inception our mental health gym, we use these tools and technologies to help the system to naturally to support the brain and the body to move out of these states of stress and trauma.
1: How much progress have you seen since we've been running, uh, inception out of the DHTC for our youth? Just the
2: times I've been there. Um, I've seen people, I've seen kids come in there and they walk out of there and they are totally changed. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. They totally changed because what, what changed though? Did we change them? Did we alter their behavior? Like Because people, people don't have an idea. They think we're some like Frankenstein and we, we, we're not doing anything to you. Your body is being put in an environment that's conducive towards peace. Okay. and safety and the body and the body naturally starts oh oh that red light okay oh we can relax oh the mm-hmm. the brain training is is giving you a mirror to, the, uh, the opportunity to observe itself mm-hmm. the opportunity to change itself the opportunity to say hey el nino you can mm-hmm. relax and your system's like and you like i can relax and then you start to relax and then the magnetic uh therapy that we use same thing it's it's dealing with the vagus nerve which has to do with again that autonomic nervous system what goes into these stress response states fight flight freeze that's all i call it the protection algorithm program your protection <coughs> algorithm program is running mm-hmm. and when it's running you're losing your resources your ability to focus and concentrate mm-hmm. your ability to digest your ability to fight off threats because your immune system is shut down. This is all driving you to run and get away from from threat. Mm-hmm. But if that's still active, even remotely a little bit after you've escaped the threat, the threat or mm-hmm. stressors, all your resources are gone. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling people you lost your power. You you said that earlier. You lost power. Absolutely. I you
1: relinquished it. You relinquished to so it. many different components of life you know
2: it, you can all you can put them all in one box mm-hmm. it's threat i'm fighting threat well how much threat can you fight before you break down it's like how much how much load can we put on this table in the middle of it before it breaks how much stress can we add to it before it breaks
1: till you become a threat yourself you know you know like they say hurt people hurt people and victims you, become victimizers
2: Trauma begets trauma, yep. Right, it's a, it's a it's a cycle. So, the best thing to do is to to start to approach these things from a more efficient and effective manner, and saying, well, instead of having that drink, because the drink is recreational. The problem is when you made the drink primary, mm-hmm. like your primary source of being able to of your your strategy to deal with suffering support
1: it's, it's a poor strategy and people drink when they're happy people drink when they're sad you know people turn to that for all kinds of alterations you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. if and- you need to drink to celebrate you know or you need to drink to grieve you know what i'm saying then what's well, is interwoven
2: between the fabric of society our mental health or mental illness, because I think I believe we collectively m- live in a mentally ill society. We do. There's a guy shooting mm-hmm. people, not walking down the street the other day.
1: Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Shot what? Killed three, four people. Yeah, just walking down the street, just shooting people. Mm-hmm. Right?
2: Like it's 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 crazy stuff happening all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's just people being so disconnected. To because you're disconnected. Humanity, you know.
2: So that's what we do. Rehumanitized. My but you man. but you got to get back connected back to the earth mm-hmm.
1: yeah definitely you bro. got you I literally got to get back connected to the mm-hmm. earth
2: mm-hmm. and i mean like like literally. all the elements yeah you know no for sure water
1: wind fire high low you know what all I'm saying it. all that good stuff man I, that's therapy for me bro i always go by a mass amount of water mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and i just let it replenish me i let it cleanse me you know what i'm saying like i always feel so much better when i'm around a large mass of water bro i feel like i'm being nurtured by the earth you know because
2: you live in the earth and not on it
1: that's Dude, right we right. are we
2: right. are we are we are living in a, a breathing entity they we know the earth is that now it's a li- living entity mm-hmm. and every material you see in this room all came from the earth
1: definitely but no it, but but, it. but
2: but if you are self-destructive to yourself you think you give a shit about the earth no definitely. why would not. you if you don't care about yourself absolutely that's why you
1: drive down the street throw something on the grass you don't care and that's why i don't mess with people who don't care because i care and I, that's a pet peeve of mine i cannot stand people who litter mm. you know i'm like man that's mother earth man how can you disrespect I was, you know do you throw that stuff in your house you know
2: so think about the plastics they mm. say that we're consuming the size of a credit card amount of plastic per week now wow that's in the, that's in the that's in the foods that's in the water that's in the, that's in what you're putting on your body mm-hmm. so how does that affect you so synthetic estrogen now when there's a, there was a uh it was something on TV some years ago I can't remember it was M- NBC you can pull it up just just google um male fish turning female from this lake they were pumping all these uh pharmaceutical drugs and dyes and plastics in it and and the male fish start literally start turning female
1: wow that's crazy
2: synthetic estrogen bro i never even heard nothing like men's testosterone has been dipping year after year for the last 50 years Mm. see we talking about mental health what are we really talking about we're talking about Everything that's in the environment that we live in that causes us to be sick that mm-hmm. uh, that doesn't allow us to be in our right state of mind, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, right? I believe it. And if you focus, if it's you, all part it, of somebody's master plan. And bro. if you
2: get focused on going down a yellow brick road, and you're looking for these people to guide you to go to the great and powerful Oz. And you look behind that curtain, you see the great and powerful Oz was not great and powerful because guess what? All this stuff is an illusion to guide you and take you away from yourself. Absolutely. When 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 Dorothy on the the Wizard of Oz, and if you go look at the Wiz, we had the black version It was called the Wiz. If you don't know, <laughs> yeah, I remember <laughs> that was that was a joint. that, that, uh, that movie scared me. When, when kid, Michael Jackson, played. yeah, Michael Jackson, the yeah, Scarecrow, yeah. but but the answer is on was on your feet getting your bare feet back to the earth now i don't mean on your feet just because okay that's that's your feet but yeah partially is your feet mm-hmm. but your feet is connected to being your body. grounded meaning is you mm-hmm. you have the ability to use a pharmacy your body is a pharmacy it creates all of your emotions how you think those emotions take place when you was on a roller coaster mm-hmm. the roller coaster did not create the emotion mm-hmm. the roller coaster was the stimulus your body responded that way Mm -hmm. and your perception of being on a roller coaster responded that way Mm -hmm. so if you can get to the place of self-mastery when you can sit down and you can close your eyes and you can begin creating whatever emotion that you want in your body then none of this really even matters see when we look at the buddhists we you talked about the buddhists Mm -hmm. go over there and, and watch the buddhists and they meditate all day And you think man how can they live a life like that they don't watch no tv they just sitting down, meditating all day. It looks so boring, but you can't see underneath the surface. And you don't know in their mind, they
1: probably blissed out. I wonder how Jeffrey Dahmer meditated. <laughs> For real. Somebody who was crazy as him. I wonder how he meditated. He meditated? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so so the thing is, that's
2: what's happening in our eternal worlds. Like. Mm-hmm. You could see somebody who who has a, a a house that's maybe two bedrooms, maybe don't have much as what people think they should have. And you think, well, that's no life. But you don't see what's happening underneath the surface. You don't see the joy. You don't see the gratitude. You don't see the, the happiness. And then, too, you don't see the other side when they do experience their emotions and maybe they have an emotional intelligence to be able to process them. So their life for them, it can be seen mundane, but they're very fulfilled in it. Mm-hmm. But because you've been conditioned about the external world and who wants to be a millionaire and who wants to be a billionaire, because it's all just ways of uh celebrating mental illness because that's just hoarding. Yeah. Right? So when you can live again from leaving that external reality and living internally, then you can go and have that external reality, but you have it from the inside out. We mm-hmm. got it the other way around. We're trying to be somebody from the outside in yeah, versus the inside yeah, out. Yeah,
1: definitely. And that's what Absolutely. Inception
2: has to do. Inception allows you to move the blocks. It, d- it doesn't happen overnight because you've had a lot of blocks mm-hmm. in your life. But mm-hmm. you've got to start removing them. But once you start getting a little bit of space and once you start getting that little bit of space and all mm-hmm. of a sudden some, somewhere, you know, you dodge bullets here and there. But I'm not saying real bullets. I'm saying mm-hmm. you're, dodging, you're dodging life situations and you're not le-
1: allowing them to affect you no
2: more because they don't have the they don't have the, 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 the power over you anymore.
1: Like I said, man, small thing to a giant. I walked this earth like a giant, a mental giant, an emotional giant, a spiritual giant, all that, bro. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, a lot of that came from suffering. A lot of it came from loss. But at the end, it educated me. I have a clear understanding of who I am, you know, where I'm at, where I belong, You know, living purpose driven, living, you know, motivated by redemption. And, uh, you know, every day I start out with gratitude, bro. And uh, I've never been at peace like I am today in my life. I've never loved or been so proud of myself as I am today, bro. You know what I'm saying? And you would would think that everybody would want that, right? Mm -hmm. And
2: everybody does want that. Again, Mm -hmm. everybody just have different strategies. You got to put in the work, You need better strategies
1: to get to yourself. Yeah. Listen, Dave, let them know where they can find you at, man.
2: Uh, Inceptionep.com. Facebook, Mr. David McCuller. Instagram, Mr. David McCuller youtube mr david mcculler
1: <laughs> man tap in with david mcculler man he'll get <laughs> you together man Absolutely. definitely brilliant brother man you got a lot to share a lot to offer uh you know tap in with the man and i appreciate you blessing the studio you know what i'm saying yeah, sure. with, with your knowledge man and and you know breaking bread with the viewers man but um I'm going to get my man B.Y. to come over here, man, and speak and, and talk about a couple of things that he got going on. Brother, I appreciate you, and I look forward to building with you in the future, man. Peace. <laughs> my man. What's going on, brother? My man, my man. Look right here. Yeah, you could bring that in
0: All right. a little bit. What's going on, everybody? We good.
1: Can you hear me? We good. All right. Yeah, yeah. By we got an event going on at the DHDC. Yes. Yeah, October twenty third. Let them know what it
0: is. Yeah. What's popping? What motivated you? What What to expect? So we um we throwing together a barber expo uh for South Detroit. Um, we just want to show our talents, you know, for for our side. Mm-hmm. I feel like um it's a lot of talent in southwest that goes I notice, you know what i mean um <clears throat> from you know cutting hair from singing you know um to putting together like programs like youth programs mm-hmm. um it is so much talent and not discluding you know or discrediting any side because you know we got the east the west but i just feel like southwest we got so much to offer we and
1: definitely we, yeah. do bro we got a lot of talent in many different Amen. uh forms and, and, and i I think it's great, bro, that you're throwing this event in Southwest. You know what I'm saying? So, who
0: are some of the barbers that are going to be a part of this? So, um, I came together with four guys, you know, that I, uh, well, three other guys that I look up to, you know, in the barber game, you know, um, AB the barber. Um, Dorian, that was like my mentor And Santez, you know So I came together with them, you know To figure that we can come together and put some positive community And, you know, Because of You Is the reason why, you know, we're going to the DHDC building And I definitely want to give a shout out to the DHDC building uh, 1211 Trumbull they doing a great job in the community, man uh, We got ladio as a sponsor uh, King Midas, he's like He's the one that makes all the capes for the um For like the barbers and everything, man So we got him as a sponsor Oh that's yeah. dope bro yeah, That's so, sweet yeah, So, um, And listen
1: bro You are one of the Coldest barbers bro I wish, I wish. For real man I Shout wish. out to my dog I Jimmy wish. man But I, I tell you what Man I go yeah. get Cut but I, be wild. Yeah. I, I feel pampered yeah. You know I get the little Sprays mm-hmm. The little Everything <laughs> yeah. I be like The little chalk the yeah. Everything that's I be important. like Yeah, you, you, know, you. You, feel, yeah. That, you know That's how you want To feel man You know I mean definitely
0: important That's why I felt like It was important To bring him to our side It's kind of like A welcome to our side For everybody that's coming you know, to the barber expo, um, we got so much talent. Like we gonna have um on the vendors, we gonna have um, shout out my guy Dre Sneaky Twenty Twenty on Instagram. Dre, Southwest, what up, yeah, boy? Southwest Freddy. Um, we got performances. We got good judges too from the other side. We got um, no cut, no bud from Juice Barbershop. Cash okay. to Barber Shop. Cash the barber. Hamoudi A-Rab, Barber. We got even Pinky the Barber, like the OG from Southwest yeah. Styles. Uh, I got man, my, what's up my
1: dog Mark Fader from Classics, yeah, man? Class, you got to get Madness, in, man. Class,
0: everybody at Classics, Sammy, Javi. Big Javi. Yeah, up. man. We got um the great rookies coming up. We got four different battles from the categories. We got Rookie of the Year featuring like Lil Morales blends. Uh, my buddy Cam the Barber, um, loaded twine, uh fr- female barbers from With the Barber, Tia the Barber, Melly. Um, so there's different categories yeah, that are man, okay, that's We got sweet. some hitters, you know, like even my buddy Raul, he's actually helping with the Flyers. He's going to be in the freestyle battle and the tag team battle. Man, we just got so much talent, you know. And that, then we got Rico Waves.
1: he's going to be performing. Rico
0: Waves. I cut his hair. That's my brother. You know? Yeah, Rico, that's Rico my, is my man. Guy. Very talented. Um, man, man, we got so much talent everywhere, man. And, like, I'm um, just <clears throat> excited to bring our side and welcome, you know. We... You're going to have the food vendors, you know, the taco trucks. You know, that's like a staple in Southwest. You know what I mean? Like,
1: How can they tap in with you if they want to participate uh, or be a part of it? So
0: if you want to tap in and participate, you know, um, you can go to my Instagram, B-Y-Cut-It. Um, I'll inbox you all the details. You know, um, it's October 23rd, so the spots are limited and it's going pretty quick. But it's going down October 23rd, twelve eleven, Trumbull, DHDC building. And uh, we ready to make history,
1: man. My man, I can't appreciate wait. You, Looking man. forward to appreciate it, you, man. man. Thank you, everybody, for all the love, for uh, you know, for tuning in, for tapping in, for viewing, for sharing, for commenting. Thank uh, you. I appreciate you. We are gonna get this brother back on the show, yes sir. And you know, so he can share his story, and then yes, we'll sir. share you know all the progress that we've made, and you know everything from all the events and all that good stuff. But you know, stay tapped in, stay in touch, man. We got a lot of positive things yes, sir. going on, man. You know, pop at us. Shout out to the ceasefire team, always putting in work. DHTC, always pouring into the community, man. Come see us, man. We're a product of this. This has been an episode of Real Everyday People, part of the El Nino podcast. Check
2: out the El Nino podcast live on Facebook every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And for full episodes, the El Dino podcast is available on Facebook and YouTube.